can hear you yet, though. Let me see. Bam, we're live. There we go. What's up, buddy? Anything. I was, I was, I was staying quiet. <laughs> Very sneaky. Like a ninja. Hey, like how a you ninja. been, brother? I'm living the dream, buddy. I'm living the dream. Good, good. How yeah. are you? I am spinning like a top, man. Like, uh, yeah, traveling all over the world right now. Um, I just got back last night from Vegas. The ADCC, man, it was crazy. Crazy. It was crazy. crazy. I didn't know that much. <laughs> it was wild, man. These guys. Have you ever watched Jiu-Jitsu? You into Jiu-Jitsu? I watched. I, I watched. I watched almost the whole. The I almost watched the uh, entire tournament, but I was okay. blown away when I saw this match. <laughs> I was fucking blown away when yeah, I saw yeah. this match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, look how fast you are here. <laughs> well, hey, Juju's a. I didn't know going into it. I was like, "Oh my god, Juju's gonna kill me, and this is gonna be great." And uh, Juju really, really has like zero back. He's got a black belt in Taekwondo, and I know he's messed around a little bit and all sorts of things. And I know he's super, super fit, um, more flexible than me, younger than me. But watch this transition I, right here. Watch this transition. Watch this transition right here. I mean, this is look at that. <laughs> and you just sink in the hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he made it really easy for me, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You look <laughs> I, I was actually surprised to see you move that fast. I felt really good. You know what? Actually, I'll tell you, after the match, I was like, oh my God, I had no idea I could move that fast. I didn't Yeah, really okay. Move. That's what I was thinking. I go, I wonder if he shocked himself. I, I did really because I don't move that fast. Like uh I really don't. And then I, but the sport allows you to uh, do things really quickly. Like, um, that scramble period, you know, um, like sometimes if a person doesn't lock stuff up, there's a lot of opportunity to move through things really quickly. Um, how tall are you, Devin? Uh, I'm like six, five. And how much do you weigh right there? I'm like two sixty. You're coming down a little bit. And what's yeah. what the heaviest when you when you went against this uh, giant dude? Um, I was like, I was like two eighty. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting lean and lean and mean, buddy. So you're two eighty. And what was he? Was he over four hundred? Yeah, he's right around four hundred. I joked around that he was four fifteen. I think the scale sometimes says four fifteen, four fifteen with Levon. But I believe when he competed at, with me, he was right on 400. Yeah, that's a Titan. That's a fucking Titan. It's wild, you know. Um, Is he the one they call the experiment? Was he? <laughs> um, I, or was I'm it the never... other guy? One of those guys they call Dennis or him, I would hear him referred to like in chat rooms as the experiment. Was he the one? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I've never referred to him as the experiment. I mean, people You're normally. A good guy. <laughs> well, look, it. I, 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 I tend to view it as cutting edge of the sport. You know, that's that's the way I like to look at it. Like, um, I, I like to look at it as a degree of commitment and sacrifice that few are willing to make. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Levon. Levon is incredible. Incredible um inspirational 
um, the ceiling right now in super heavyweight pro arm wrestling, really high, really, really high. Oh, 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 oh. because of where oh, he put it, because of where yeah. he put it. And not just him, but like, the, but yes, he is the icebreaker, right? He is the guy who's kind of, he's, man, everybody, everybody goes off the number one guy really for the level. The level is high and there's a, there are guys in pursuit. There are, I mean, I was in pursuit. I'm taking a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, you can't, you can't stay in pursuit of that guy too long. I tell you, I tell you, it's, uh, it's some deep water. That's for sure. Um, hum- humbling. Did you have any idea in all honesty that it was going to go that way? You, so for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Devin and this guy were considered the two best arm wrestlers in the world. People were trying to get them together for a while. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. And then bam, it happened. And this is about just after um, your fight with Thor, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's about three months ago now, two, yeah. two or three months ago. Like it was the end of June that I faced him. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I knew going into it, I was going to be an underdog, you know, um, which is weird for you. Yeah, well, or different, not weird, different. The level, like I, I knew that the level was really high and I knew that, you know, I, I've faced, I've touched his hand. I met him in person. I've seen what he's done. Uh, you know, there is you know, there are a few times when you can kind of gather a little bit of crossover information and crossover information between, I mean, the East and the West are, are touching a lot more now than they ever have, but there, there's still, there was a lot of uncertainty. He is, in my opinion, um, quite a way ahead of most certainly the North American field. Most certainly just Um, him particularly or just, or, or all of those guys over there training in concrete rooms with a a (laughs) fucking, what is that room he's in? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd say him in particularly. However, there's uh, a couple guys, um, who are doing really well, who would probably be the favorites against North Americans. I think that North Americans, uh, I think probably the top week, I, I don't think there's anybody who can take the number one spot today, today. Um, not to be discouraging. Like I hope we go for it. And, you know, but, but Levon, I mean, at 400 pounds and like extremely well-trained, that's hard, man. It's it's really hard. Do you even know how strong he is, Devin? Not really. Um, you know, I'll tell you. Round one, like I went. Don't don't think I didn't go there to win because I right. did. You know, right. I I went there even though I knew I was an underdog and I knew it was a stretch. I also firmly believed that there was a chance that I could beat him. Um, I I thought that the chance was low. However, as you, you know, progress with your planning and your training and you start to hold on to that little piece and you start to try and make it become the reality. And, um, I had a game plan and I do believe that the game plan (laughs) 
what was being played like like round one everything was going according to plan um you know he was playing my game at least the game that i wanted to play and i was comfortable with which i think that from levon's perspective he just didn't care levon was like whatever i I can play your game i can play any game it's not going to matter um which that made me happy because uh other guys have played on that level have been more calculated like dennis did not play my game dennis was very calculated very uh cerebral in his approach and it was actually more his game that we played than my game um but levon was playing my game and in round one there was light there was light at the end of the tunnel i saw a victory i saw a victory round one and then and then round two he completely destroyed that yeah (laughs) my my bicep got torn uh at the big oh it did oh yeah yeah i blew my bicep um he not a not a full blow just uh just tore the muscle belly on the inside and um yeah and after that i was and like you oh. knew in real time that something had happened oh oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah you, um yeah i i tore the in well anyways i got this this uh tattoo now <laughs> right What's on the it says Levon was here and oh. uh, in Georgian and a picture of a, <laughs> a picture of a cat because <laughs> I used to call him a pussy, but not that that is, uh, you know, does, whatever. Does he know you got that tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> so, you know, everything was going to plan round one and then round two, you know, he basically broke, broke me, which you know, that's kind of the way I wanted it to be. I didn't want to walk away from that match with a loss and not to have thought that I didn't give it my hundred percent. So, uh, in, in a way it's, it's satisfying because I, I knew that I was beaten properly. Like I was, I truly was defeated, which, which is satisfying. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if there's anybody right now who can stop him. I I really I didn't I think the only reason I say that is because when I was doing my assessment of him, I thought uh his only weaknesses were experience and potentially uh the dealing with a bone lock because I thought in terms of straight up strength straight up like arm wrestling fundamental strength i was like yeah there's nobody close to him like nobody, nobody. right not even close and that's when i ask how strong he is no one knows because no one's even close to him right that's, in his that's, power it's like there's there's no human being alive right that's my assessment yeah, yeah. so i uh, my assessment was there's no human being who can in fundamental arm and when i say fundamental i mean like more muscular style of arm wrestling uh that that can that can deal with them the only thing i thought was okay he's he's a bit inexperienced still i mean not really but if he has a weakness it's maybe to a guy who can play the game a little bit better um and the potential of so getting away from fundamental arm wrestling a little bit so a guy who's willing to test his frame and his bones structures a little bit like so either a king's mover or or potentially some kind of uh, body locker like uh I, and, and i don't want to throw jerry at him but 
How about the other guy, your other Canadian guy? Why don't we throw him at him? Matt? No, the little guy, the old guy. Crazy George? <laughs> what a uh, crazy yeah. George locked this dude, and this dude tried to press crazy George's See? arm. Now, Crazy George would have probably one of the best chances of anybody, to tell you the truth. But the truth is, is LeVon would just rip him apart. He that's, would? That's, he would yeah, break he, it off? Yeah, he would. Yeah. Yeah, for sure hey, he would. Hey, uh, just a quick quick thing here. So, and sorry if my if my, if my my demonstration, but yeah. you're pulling like this, and so the bicep tears. So in your third match, did you try to turn in and just avoid yeah. using your bicep at all? You did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So after that, I'm just, I'm trying to press. I'm like, you know. You're trying to do anything to avoid having the arm be pulled on again. I'm trying, yeah. I'm doing my best to, uh, you know, like, how many times do I get this opportunity, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, was, yeah how, how is the bicep now? It's good. Um, it's it's doing very well. I uh, I I started rehabbing it. Probably I was on a table within just a little bit more than a week afterwards. Really light, really really careful. Um, I I did a really big reevaluation. Re like I burned down everything and started back from like scratch in the mental and physical you know, development of you know, my next go at it. <laughs> um, I got stem cells. I spent a ton of time on the table and I still am. And I've kind of switched up my training just a little bit to uh, try and make the most out of all of it. But I think, uh, I think that it's going to be just fine. And, and I'm optimistic that it can be even better. Um, what's going on with your um uh with you well, lost how, you there for a second sorry sorry are you back now you still with me buddy yeah still i can hear me? you i can hear you you're but you're frozen no, i'm losing you oh Suze no. is here oh there you are yeah oh hi Matt. Suze. i just saw you sorry hi i just saw you hi hey what's going on hi good to see you oh, good to see you i just dropped in let me know what you need in the back all right thank you there we go um, that's your tech support yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the executive producer of the show. If it wasn't for that guy, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. He's the one who's oh, like, yeah. dude, do a podcast. Come on. Oh, that's great. I know. I'm pretty pumped. Um, yeah. uh, how you, you've kind of been, you've been on this run. I don't know if it's been two years or three years, what you're going on now, but you've yeah. been on this. Um, what, what's the in the last three years? How, what's the longest amount of time you've stayed in one place without getting on an airplane or driving somewhere? Do you know? The longest probably would be um, getting ready for Mike. I took a, a, I spent a lot of and well, actually, Mike yeah. who Gould, Mike no. Todd, Michael Todd, yeah, Mike Todd, Mike Todd. I did mostly car. I just drove places. Yeah, that was uh, for twenty. Was it twenty twenty one? I spent a good period when. So that was like from like February, like. January to like June, I basically didn't get on an airplane. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but something's yeah, going on with you. You, you, you uh, live in Canada. You, you, how many years did you serve in the military? 20. Yeah. And, and, and now you're out and you've learned, um, uh, you, you've worked hard. Um, you've trained hard. You've been a disciplined man. 
you've uh, some people would use the word sacrificed. Um, and now you're you're kind of out partying. You're living your college years. By that, I mean you've really taken life by the balls and you're going for it. And and and, and, and it's and people on social media are loving it. <laughs> well, what is that I did, true? Am I am I mis am I misunderstanding no, you? I, I think that it's it's a refinement of purpose that you're seeing. Okay, um, I like that. And and what what I do is after every significant event that I do, I I do I do my best to do this. Um, so. I really think that one of the greatest things you can do in your life, uh, well, there's a lot of great things you can do, but it gets really easy when you're doing things that you really want to do and that make you happy. That, that makes it really easy. There's obviously a lot of sacrifice and the things you leave behind and, but, but all those things are much easier when it's really in line with, uh, things you enjoy. So, I think throughout, uh, so what we do is we set goals, right? We all do it. We, we set a goal and we work towards that goal. And then you get there and you achieve it or you fall short or whatever. And then there's the after, you know, you kind of take your lessons learned or whatever. And what I try and do is I try and, for that period, that downtime, like I feel like after every major, major event, there's like a couple weeks where you kind of unravel uh, and, you know, get oriented for your next goal. And sometimes your goals are like this one, then this one, then this one, then this one. And they're all kind of in a line anyways. Um, but sometimes you reach a hard point where you're like, okay, so from here, where am I going? And I try as an example of that. Um, you pursuing arm wrestling versus you pursuing pursuing some one on one time with your son doing jujitsu. Is that are those two? Oh yeah, is that an example of that? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, yeah. I'm doing a lot of this out here in the world now. It's time to do some family stuff, and these are two or, or some son stuff, and there's two. Yeah. My ideal circumstance right now is is kind of week on week off, kind of like a week where I'm kind of, uh, you know, look at I'm still not totally perfect yet where I want to be. Um, I still have a a li little bit more work to do before I can really just really get on the the level where I want to be. But like my ideal situation is just basically training and fighting. That's it. Like that's really all I've ever wanted to do. And it's just, how do you get there? And, um, and who's involved and yeah, with my son, I mean, I, with my son in particular, my middle one, what I realized was that he fell in love with jujitsu. So, you know, cause I used to drive him to jujitsu class and he'd come out of there just steaming, just, fucking just steam rolling off of him and he that's talked. canada talk by the way i'm in california I, <laughs> yeah. I, we don't i never see anyone steam oh yeah 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 if, if you if you if you're in canada you're working hard you'll start to steam yeah, yeah. And, it. and it's a sign that you're really going yeah um yeah so his metabolism would just be rocking and and 
and I could tell that he mentally was really wrapping himself up in the game. And then, uh, and I have a background in judo, like from when I was a kid too. And I loved it also. Judo was actually my first love. Like when it comes to like fighting and physicality, like I probably fell in love with judo before I fell in love with arm wrestling. And, um, and I saw that in him and I was like, okay, well, I, I need to follow him a little bit. So, you know, I fought with them. I, I rolled with them a couple of times and I'm like, yeah, okay. He's definitely, he definitely knows what's going on. Like I could tell already, like the only reason I was able to do anything with him because I was bigger than him. Like my son is already a better BJJ practitioner than I am. I'm just, I'm just larger. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to start to go on the mat with them. And there's a, and because of the time I spent at TriStar getting ready for fighting Thor, I already feel like I learned a lot about that community. And there was a lot of things that I saw ability for crossover between our communities, things that arm wrestling can learn from the BJJ community um, just to make our communities better. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I started to go to class with Auden. <laughs> he got injured just recently a little bit. So we had a minor setback, but, um, yeah, throughout all this, this is how I ended up getting, well, how we ended up going to ADCC. Yeah. Um, which but is yeah. nuts, which is nuts. Yeah. I know. Hey, what, how, what, what injury did your son sustain? He, he ripped his shoulder out. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh. yeah so he's not gonna in, in, get... a, in a submission that he wasn't tapping on no oh, okay. no unrelated unrelated we were doing uh whitewater rafting and oh. we, yeah oh. we were being we were being a bit dumb <laughs> yeah. um you met this guy right here mo mo jasmine obviously you're in the picture what a, with what, a, what a gem what a yeah. gem how, can you so how did you actually end up there on the floor that's the guy who helped me out mo yeah so who who know how did you meet him how what 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 resources um did you guys serve together in the canadian military i'm joking i know you did how, <laughs> how uh right can you tell so, me a little bit of that story yeah i can tell you a bit so and, and listen i don't always know how you know relations are 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 sometimes made like i don't know maybe i can just say the universe brought us together but yeah yeah I like uh, that. that's a good step <laughs> but so there's this kid uh his his name is dan manasoyu do you know this guy the name sounds very familiar yeah you, if you spell he it, you'll look it up dan manasoyu if you look on instagram he's bjj giant or no sorry okay. jujitsu giant jujitsu giant okay yeah this kid is 20 years old he's an absolute killing machine he's like six eight um, and he's like 275, like the kid is bad news, like super, super bad news. Um, right. This is the dude right here. Yeah. So yeah, Dan Manasoyu. So he actually, he trains in Austin. He's been following around, uh, Danaher and he, you know, he trains with Gordon Ryan. Um, anyways, this kid is now I could go on about this guy. I think he's very special. I, I really think that that guy, <laughs> you give him just a couple more years, it's going to be frightening. Like, you know, you talk about like, how um, tall is he? 
He's like six, eight, I think. Okay. Um, so when you stand next to him, he's bigger than you. He's bigger than me. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a big kid. And he's a big kid who's got all the qualities of like a champion, right? He's got the discipline. He's got the mindset. He's got the focus. He's got the love. He's got the, he's got it all. He's got it all. And, um, it just so happens that he also likes arm wrestling a bit. He, he's not going to do too much of it because he, um, you know, he wants to be the world champion of BJJ. Right. But so I talked to him a bit and, um, I think that how it initially started, I think that they were in, uh, I think that their team was in Dominican for a bit. I think they tried to contact me at that time, but it didn't work out. Um, and somehow they started to see because he I think that he was kind of following me a bit and he saw that I was starting to get into BJJ a bit with Auden and uh, and he's close with Mo. So so then he put me in touch with Mo and uh, and yeah, then Mo just made it happen. So and, and were you supposed to, did you just bring Juju there just because he's your friend? You're like, hey, Juju. Yeah, so the week before the week before <laughs> so much fun. I was uh, I was at Juju's place in uh, just outside of Charlotte and we're shooting a rock video for working out. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. I can't wait till this video comes out. It'll be really funny. Um yeah, so Juju and I are buddies and uh yeah, just hanging out and sleeping in his gym and training and um shooting this video and and I'm like, oh my god, I'm really spinning right now. Cause I, I wasn't even supposed to be there. I, I kind of got my calendar screwed up and he's like, I'm like, yeah, I got a day at home and then I go to ADCC. I'm like, what are you doing next weekend? And he's like, he's like, next weekend? He's like, God, I'm not, not doing anything. I'm like, dude. You, let's go to ADCC, come to ADC. You'll love it. And he's like, he's like, mm. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you and me could have a fight. We could, we could fight each other. And he's like, he's like, well, I got, I got really no experience whatsoever. And I'm like, man, I haven't done anything in like 20 years. I'm like, I did judo when I was a kid, did a little bit in the military. I'm like, but I don't, I'm out of shape and terrible. And, <laughs> and, uh, so that was it. Like we decided to have this fight. Like, four days before we had it maybe not even maybe it was like three days so he invited you there not even expecting you guys to fight and then you just said hey mo can we me and juju yeah. go on the mat and he uh -huh. said yeah i'll rep yeah. it yeah so what a so cool what dude was, what a cool dude oh, that guy is super cool guy super cool guy and i'm telling you that production that level of organization um and look at, I mean, I've always loved BJJ and I feel like I kind of pay attention, not, not as much as a guy who's in the sport, but I'm on the outside as a guy who's got like a, a foundation. And, right. And you know I who the feel, Rotola brothers are? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. You pay attention. Like, you know, you know. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. But you know who Gordon Ryan is, you know, B team, you know, Dana here. Right. You, you, yeah. You're paying, yeah, right. you're paying, you're trying to pay attention. It's kind of hard. You have to actually dig. Yeah. Right. But I feel like that's bit. all going to change pretty soon. Like Good. the, the level of production that we saw this weekend, um, it's just so high that BJJ is going to end up on ESPN. It's going to start to partner with UFC. I don't know. Like, I feel like Gordon Ryan is about to become like an extremely household name. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, I just feel like the sport of BJJ is just going to explode here. Like, and it's, I, wa- I, I want to do interviews. I, I've been interviewing a bunch of, uh, I interviewed a, uh, Nikki Rod a few times and, um, and J Rod, the, the brothers, but I want to somehow work with Flow or ADCC and just interview their guys for them for free. Yeah. Well, get in touch with yeah. Mo. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am for sure. For sure. Yeah. Contact I, I, and everything. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I've just hit him up in his DMS. I've just been bugging him. Maybe he'll see okay. this video and he'll, uh, and he'll be like, Devin, give me that little Armenian man's phone. Number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, for sure that I'm sure that'll happen. Cause, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'll send him a message and I'll tell him about you. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so you end up there and, and are you literally on the floor? How close are you to, to yeah, man. um, the, the matches? <laughs> so like you so can cool. and then and then i saw you like even you got to meet gordon ryan yeah yeah i got to meet gordon ryan we were gonna arm wrestle but uh it, it just got too late i had my kids there with me and i was like oh, i'm not going to the after party i would love to go to the after party i couldn't go on um on the last night but uh and i didn't want to bug him beforehand right like i mean he's competing i i feel like this guy wouldn't have cared i feel like he probably would have fucking done a crossfit workout before he competed this dude like what he bit off and accomplished this weekend is completely insane to me insane insane and then look he shouldn't he be back in a room meditating instead you see him walking around talking to people it's not it was nuts he is not on the same planet as these guys he's competing with like i mean just as an athlete you know what's going through your head you know what you can bite off and what you can't, you know what it takes each match. And he was unscathed. I feel like he could have done what he did. Like just from an outside perspective, it looked like training for him. Like the whole thing, like there was no scrambling. It looked like he was in control from the second he walked out on that mat. Like there was no surprises. There was no wild stuff. It was like just him slowly dissecting every dude he faced until they tapped or whatever. It was like very, very dominant. Yeah. Did you get to meet Nikki Rod, by the way? Um, I don't think so. I met a lot of people. Um, Did you see Jason Kalipa there? Jason Kalipa. How about, how about this guy? Did you see the liver King? <laughs> I heard he was there. Well, Brandon Allen was, I saw, I hung out with Brandon Allen and he is, uh, he is liver King stunt double. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, Brandon Allen, right? No. Who is that? What Brandon did you see? The, I heard the liver King was there though. Did you see him? Yeah, I heard he was there too. I did not see him. And I probably think I would have seen him just because of where I was seated. Everybody kind of made their way through there. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I almost had a, another fight with Lex Friedman. Almost. Oh, oh, uh, oh so he was there. Okay. You, a jujitsu match with Lex Friedman. That would have been crazy. Right. Because so I would have fought Juji who's like a, a massive untrained athlete to, yeah. to fighting Lex, who's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much Lex weighs. He probably weighs 87 like one... pounds. <laughs> right. And, but he's super skilled. I thought it would have been so interesting to, to have a role with him and just to see what it's like to, to scrap a black belt at, at my level. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe that'll happen another time, but 
Doesn't he have to be worried that you you roll over on him? Imagine imagine a six hundred pound uh, retarded woman, and you have to escort her across the street, and you're only four right. eleven, uh, ninety five pounds. If she falls over on you. Absolutely, you got to treat them with a little bit of respect. That's why I thought it would be. I mean, be something horrible could happen to them if you, if you. Yeah, and I would never do that. I wouldn't be. But I'll tell you, that jujitsu game is violent. It, yeah. It, it, I didn't. Real, <laughs> I did not realize it was that violent. Like uh, they are really going after each other. Like uh, that's Gordon one dwarfed. Of, um. Uh, uh. What's his name? Andre. Andre Galvo. Yeah. Yeah, dwarfed him. At least that's what it looked like from the TV no, set. No, it's true. It's true. And right away, I thought that I'm like, okay, he's he's a he's a larger human being. He's larger frame. Um, you know, at least equally athletic. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, there's problems. There's problems here. Yeah, it was it was an ex- amazing experience for me and for my boy. Uh, I'm just super grateful to Mo and uh, to the to the community for kind of letting us in and letting us watch. And I, I took away a lot from it that I'm going to bring back to arm wrestling and just, you know. I was so excited to see you there. I was so excited because I was kind of you feel like when you watch jiu-jitsu, you're watching it in a vacuum like there's no one else watching it. Oh, there was a lot of people watching that event, like a lot of people. Um a lot of influencers, a lot of people who aren't necessarily jujitsu dudes like that. Uh, there was a, well, Joe Rogan was a few seats away. I mean, he's a jujitsu guy, but you know, when you have Joe, I mean, I don't think that there's a bigger influencer out there than Joe Rogan in the world. So when you got him at your event, you're probably the word's going to get out. That's for sure. Joe uh, went to all three. He went to that. He went to the Canelo fight, yeah. and he and he went to the UFC fight. He's a busy guy. That's yeah, a busy that's, guy. Yeah. Um, Gary Goodridge. I saw a picture with you and him. Where Where was yeah. that at? That was that's crazy. Yeah. So that was at um, a Toronto event. Okay. So, so that wasn't okay. Okay, that's not in Vegas too. No, no. Okay. That, but Gary is, well, Gary's going to an event to commentate, which should be really interesting. They have him as like kind of a guest of honor slash commentator for um, East versus West. You know, the Engen is doing this East versus West series now. I think I do have heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty awesome series. He's having like a, like a massive massive event with extreme relevance like every like month and a half in turkey and yeah he's bringing oh all... yeah john went out there right yeah john's been out there a couple times um yeah john's actually competing here i think it's i think it's like the f- first of october or something like that i think that there's another one has he lost since he's pulled you or he's he's back on the terror again he has lost, I believe, only one match. And there's, and, and it's, yeah, he lost, but I'll, I'll make some excuses for John. I'll, I'll say that the word on the street is that he had bad COVID and was considering pulling out, but he didn't. Um, but he lost against uh, a guy called Kurtigali Ongerbayev, who is uh, just total 
killer from uh, from that village. I think it's in Kazakhstan called Shadra, where they raise the kids from like a young age arm wrestling. Um, yeah, this guy's like a gold medal. He's he's incredible. Okay, so like it's it's definitely when you say two- he lost a match, he lost the best of five to him. Or yes, he did. Of- yeah, oh, he wow. Won. Yeah, so he won the first round in extremely mm-hmm. dominant fashion. Like, like when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, well, there's a there's an easy win for John." Like, uh, just you know, just took everything from the guy. Like, uh, and Kurtigalli, like, please let me put in your mind how great Kurtigalli is. He's really, really, really good. So when John did that to him, I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane." But John looked super dominant. But then uh, round two, the guy went way outside on John, kind of got into uh, a long protracted fight where John's wrist was a bit compromised. And, uh, you know, it's a match, you know, John probably should have just let go right away. But, you know, he stuck it. He stuck it and he tried to win. And like, you know, 30, 30 seconds later or whatever, he lost and is and he never recovered like Damn. he never yeah so it's, it's it sounds pop- like it was a good event then people must have been oh, excited oh yeah you yeah, know all the east versus west stuff is really hot in arm wrestling right now like uh there's a lot of big relevant matches that engen is putting on um there's a ton like i mean jerry cataret is facing ermes gasparini coming up here um john's got another match with this guy oleg petrenko um there's there's a ton of super high level things going on in arm wrestling yeah would devin have beaten magnus samuelson in arm wrestling he is the strong man who broke the arm of another strong man i mean you beat thor really easily when i saw you arm wrestling yeah but thor's not not an arm wrestler magnus was actually an arm wrestler like magnus oh yeah oh i didn't know that oh yeah 100 percent. magnus was like uh european champion a few times i don't know if he ever was world champion or if he even attended however i i am very certain that magnus was european champion a couple times and uh and i know that i saw videos of magnus where he was training like an arm wrestler like he was doing arm arm wrestling specific lifts and and yeah magnus magnus definitely had some arm wrestling pedigree in him so he had no chance of ever beating you (laughs) <laughs> exactly magnus you had no chance uh different era he's a big dude he was really good really strong um for sure we would have had a go at you know but it's it's hard to say i mean i, I feel like uh, i gotta say that uh i'm gonna kill him but at the same time i i know he was really good really really good when when you uh, pulled levon was there yeah. You were viewed by many as the best in the world. Obviously, your goal is to be the best in the world, to, to be sit at the very king of the, the top of the mountain. Um, was there any part of you that was um, – t- it's two questions. Was any part of you relieved? And is any part of you like, holy fuck, that guy's so fucking good that uh, – I mean obviously you're not going to drop down to 198. But you know what I mean? That it's like, hey, it's, oh, yeah. it's not climbable. Like that that can't I, be climbed without oxygen tanks. That mountain's too tall. I had I had all those thoughts. Everything that you said, I had those thoughts. So after, you know, the match and reflecting, thinking a lot about it, I came to um 
I came to that moment of relief because I'll tell you in, in all my years of arm wrestling, all of them, everybody who I've ever faced win or lose, I have always been left with the feeling that I could defeat them. You came back and beat John. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I lost, right. Even when I lost to John, I was like, because I lost to him before I beat him. Right. When I lost to John, I was like, okay, I can beat him. You felt how strong he was. You felt how strong he was. Felt how strong he was. And I thought, okay, I can beat this guy. I can beat him. Um, everybody. And that's every single person that I'd ever faced. I thought, you know, okay, I think I've, I've, I've got a place. I've got a way to beat this person. And what that did is it made me continue to chase, continue to chase. And when I ran into Levon afterwards, I was like, okay, that might be the limit right there. I'm like, this guy, I might not be able to beat him. He's he at the time he was 33. He's about, you know, one and a half times the size of me. Okay. So if I'm 270, you know, cut me in half, put that half back on top of me. That's that's Levon. I'm like, he can still get bigger. He can yeah. still get bigger. He's 33. He can still get the speed that he can get better. I mean, it would be disrespectful. It would be disrespectful for me not to believe that he, it would be disrespectful for me to think that. Um, and him already, the way he defeated me, you know, he he basically in arm wrestling, he did a kill shot, right? He killed my body. He, he broke it. So I I at that time I was like, okay, I can. I can kind of let go of that mission to be the overall best on the planet. I can kind of let it go and I can reevaluate and I can, I can change my mission a little bit. Sort of like what we talked about earlier, I can refine it and, um, and potentially I can come down in weight a little bit because that's hard. I'll tell you. Staying you know, at two seventies hard. It's difficult. Yeah. yeah. You have to eat more weight. That's, that's one of the things that I dislike the most about the super heavyweight division is yeah. Super heavyweights, big dudes. You can't be a super heavyweight really without being a big dude anyways. Like, you know, I'm, I walk around 250 without really doing anything whatsoever. This is crazy. Did you just see that him bench that? That's not even his crazy stuff. Uh, Savon, that's, that's, <laughs> look, six, look at his hands on the bar, dude. It's a fucking kid's bar. Savon, you watch his <laughs> arm wrestling lift. Like that's a bench press that does have very little to do with arm wrestling. Right, like it's right. great for overall upper body strength, which is going to help obviously, but in specific movements of arm wrestling, like, you know, wrist flexion, like rising pronation is bicep stuff it's insane man it's insane he's like okay you take like the elite level the elite level of strength in arm wrestling he's like double he's yeah, basically yeah he's basically double what the top so if someone's of someone's hammer curling uh 135 he's hammer curling 270 yeah like yeah, stuff like, like that. that yeah like he's way way ahead he's and he's curling no- what people deadlift <laughs> 
and 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 Savan, he is no dummy. He's a smart guy. He's a funny guy. Like he's the hammer is in the right place with this guy. He he'll be he'll be tough. Oh yeah. So those are those are twenty. That's over two hundred pounds right there. Right. And he's just repping it out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I, so, so you re, you re, you, you're in your rethinking mode. Okay. A new mission, yeah. not to be, not to sit alone at the top of the mountain, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So now what I get to do is I feel like I can tone it down a level where, you know, I don't need to feel like I'm pregnant from morning till night, sit on my couch and just lift super heavy weights. I can actually have a lot more fun with it. I can I can spend a lot more time training in clubs. I don't need to spend quite as much time, you know, lifting weights. I can eat like just whatever I want. I don't have to eat to get totally huge. If I want to eat a lot, I can, but I don't have to, you know. Um which is which is a really nice place to be. I I I believe that I'll arm wrestle forever. And competitively, I, I really do think I will. Um, but it, one of the things I love to do is just practice the sport arm wrestling, you know, and, and there's a big difference there between competitive and practicing like, right. um, but I really enjoy just being able to practice a lot. Uh, I love beach Frisbee. Frisbee golf just makes me want to vomit. <laughs> right yeah right. it's just so like I, do- I i just want to throw like to, to like just have fun and practice i still want to try right. some crazy shots i want to sh- throw for some distance i want to throw into the wind and catch and show you like how much control i have of the frisbee and high winds and and do weird shit but uh but i don't want to uh, frisbee golf it's like all the fun's gone for me it's like i'm not enjoying that game at all stress got to get it in the basket discs are fucking weird you know what I mean? And, and so I see that you, you like being in the room with the 30 guys practicing on the table. That's yeah. different than flying to fucking Poland and right. fucking disco lights and fucking pressure and, and, and having to put on extra 30 pounds. Exactly. And there's another, there's a, there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish, which I think will do great things for all of us. Uh, there's a, a ton of things through the app, which I'm, we're continuing to work on. Uh, which I think are going to do great things for our community. And I want to do. Tell me more. the name of the app again. It's Armbet. Right. Armbet. Yeah. And it's a community builder, right? It helps people find each other. Um, we have a lot. Of, there's there's still a lot of issues that we have to make better um, to make it really, really be able to light up our community even more. But. And I, and I want to do more freedom arm wrestling. Uh, I've got a freedom event coming up. Um, what, what's I, that? What's freedom arm wrestling? Freedom arm wrestling, in my opinion, freedom arm wrestling is, um, and, and a, a lot of people will take objection to what I'll say about freedom, but I really believe that it is, it's our end state. I, I believe that I I believe that the arm wrestling table is, is okay. It's okay, but it's really stupid at the same time. Um, I believe that the best way to arm wrestle is on natural structures 
um, which, you know, you can find them all over the place. I think that the arm wrestling table, like a dining room table. Sure. Dining room table. Yeah. Now there are better and worse, um, you know, freedom tables, you know, you can find naturally occurring arm wrestling tables just out in the parks. You know, you just gotta like my favorite freedom table that I've found up to this point is in Simcoe park, uh, in Toronto, Canada. Perfect, man. This thing is a beautiful table. It's so good. It's how, like, how do you find that table on the internet? Um, well, actually, uh, you will see. Oh, um, if you type in freedom arm wrestling, um, maybe something will come up. Uh, where we're in Toronto, it sounds like gi versus no gi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. You see, it it's like a big marble slab. Yes. Yes. Savon, this is incredible. This table, like, um, it makes the sports. That's the one right there. That's the place. This, this will make, um, the sport like fighting in a phone booth to like fighting in a, in the open plains or a ring, like much bigger, like the technical options you have on this thing are huge, right? Like you have so much space to adjust and play and retreat. Um, and the thing is, is it lets people go out and do them in public places. I feel like all over the world, there are these things, there are these naturally occurring structures. Uh, people should just meet there and do it. Like, you know, got to protect your elbow, get arm sleeves, like arm sleeve is cheap. It's easy to transport. What arm sleeve okay. do you keep, keep, uh, keep your elbow from like hurting and, and, right. and then keep your arm warm? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to do damage to your elbow on a hard surface. So, you know, you got to protect it, but, uh, you know, you want everywhere I go, I'm looking for these things. I'm looking for these types of tables and the rules are just slightly different. It's based off of Japanese arm sumo, which has been around obviously longer than arm wrestling and they do it on a smooth surface i remember when i first saw arm sumo i was like wow i'm like this sport is cooler than arm wrestling um and then what i did is you know tweaked a few little things and now you can do freedom on any table freedom is just basically a rule set you can do it anywhere on any table but some tables are just i'd say better than others you know it's crazy. I typed in Japanese arm sumo and like the first seven of the eight videos are you. I was in, the first person. I was the first international dude to be invited to their championships. Yeah. Wow. Big, big honor for me. I went over there a few years ago. Uh, How'd you do? Well, I won, but, but I mean, I, J Japanese dudes are, are typically not as big. So, and their best guys actually did not come that day. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't actually get to face the best dude in, in Japan. How come? So, um, I think the one guy was in the, on the verge of retiring. Um, what's his name? The guy who pulled, you filmed him. Oh, and from the movie pulling John. Yeah. Yeah. What's I forget that guy's name. That guy's still arm wrestling. No, he retired. Oh, okay. Right. But he was just in the process of retiring when, um, when I was there, like just right at the end. And I think that, I think that actually 
um, the guy who's kind of taken over for him. I think that they were having like some big final, like last match or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, but it's incredible. I would love to go back there and do more of it. I really think that it's, um, it's interesting, the Japanese culture and the way that they get their rules to work. And then, you know, I, I, that was my inspiration to, to really push freedom was, was what I saw in Japan. Actually, I saw it for the first time back in like 99 or 2000 when I went to the world championships. Um, yeah. Anyways, I I'd like to do just a whole lot more of that and continue to develop that until it just becomes more normal. And like, there's tournaments like that kind of all over the world. Um, I think the people like, I would love just the arm wrestling community just to just keep their eyes open everywhere they go. Um, and it's just kind of like how in CrossFit, um, people used to do handstands everywhere and just take pictures. Right. Like you just, right. you're at the graveyard and just do a handstand on like your mom's tomb. Just like, Hey, snap right. a photo. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you can are having, oh, here we are arm wrestling on my dad, the two brothers arm wrestling. Oh, maybe my boys will arm wrestle on my tombstone. That'd be cool. Right. I could set up that. You know what? Levon, <laughs> I mean, Savon, that, that's going to be because of this conversation. I'm going to start putting aside some money and I'm going to make my tombstone uh, an arm wrestling table. Oh, because of this conversation. Wow. Yeah. Please arm wrestle over Devin Lorette's dead body. It was his final wish. Right. Yeah, I'll set up like an, I'll design an even better table than that one in Toronto. Oh my goodness! Arm <laughs> wrestling tombstones will be the new vertical at arm. Right, right. <laughs> um, but people, it's funny. People think we're joking. Okay, no, my, not <laughs> <laughs> my final uh, bit for you. I'm so impressed at the YouTube, uh, the Instagram, the TikTok, the vulnerability, authenticity, frequency. Uh, kindness, generosity. Um, what? Wh why do people like you? There's this TikTok video with 11.2 million views. Um, there's no, there's no. Um, what's the guy's? What's the famous soccer player's name? Ricardo Montalban. No, what the fuck is that guy's name? Susan, do you know the famous soccer player's name? He has like 400 million TikTok or Instagram followers. Oh, Ronaldo. Christian Ronaldo. Yeah, Christian Ronaldo. There's no Christian Ronaldo in you. I mean, you, everywhere I see you, you're in some fucking old arm wrestling shirt. Your fucking hair's disheveled. Yeah. I mean, the um, what? Why do? Why are um? You have no makeup on. Um, Never. when's the last time you wore makeup, uh, Devin? Yeah, no. Makeup, <laughs> uh, thank you, Wad Zombie, pitching in for the tombstone. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um. Oh, what? What? Um. Eleven point two million views on TikTok. Why? I don't know, man. I have just no a skinny idea. military boy. Look at you. I, I know. I know. You're I don't some, get it. <laughs> you're just some dude who does pull ups and looks at his forearms. <laughs> right. It's weird. The algorithm works in strange ways. Um. I guess. Um. I just try to what I try to believe is that um, there would be even more I would like to share. You know, I, I, I think that there's there's Meaning a lot you're not of, comfortable. You're not comfortable sharing yet. You mean, well, I am very comfortable. 
Okay. I'm I'm extreme. I am extremely comfortable. Yeah, that's However, why when you even start the sentence, I try, I'm like, he doesn't even try. It's just <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't really. <laughs> I really don't, but I am mindful that um there are just some things that are more adult than than others. And I have to remember that I, I'm speaking to a very wide audience. And um you should have I wish you would have taught me that a couple of years ago before I fucking it's too late no, for me. I've gone over the edge. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, but but what I, I do try and do is I do try and keep things as real as, and as honest as possible. Always, always. Um, and I just try and have fun. I don't know, whatever. Uh, it, it seems to be working okay. I mean, uh, my life is very simple. I, I don't think uh, that the, o- the only thing that I really have to show people is that we're better off when we're all together. That That's it. Like, we're, we're better off together. We're better off doing things together. Um, you know, the the strength of the human being is through togetherness, no matter what. Like one plus one is more than one, right? <laughs> In the entire interview, the the most the thing that caught me most was when you said you went to visit Juji and you just slipped it in there. Yeah, yeah, I went to Juji, worked out in his gym, slept in his gym. And I'm thinking to myself, no one else who sat in the front row at the ADCC slept oh, on, listen, on, on the guy's I'm, gym floor the day I'm before. I'm basically I mean, it's, it's a homeless hobo. Most Say that again? I'm, I'm like a, very much a homeless dude. Very much. Like, like when I go traveling, like a lot of times I'll be out sleeping in the parks, like, you know, sleeping underneath trees and, and don't get me wrong. Like I like to have a hotel room too, but a lot of times I don't, a lot of times I'm out sleeping in the woods and wherever, just going from practice to practice. It's just what I like to do. It's I, I enjoy it. Um, yeah. I, and I don't know, I guess it's, it's more rare. I think that it's, it's more rare, but I think that that's what I like to share with people that you just, just um, there's a lot of pressure pressure to look a certain way to act a certain way to have certain goals but some of the best times in my life don't have anything to do with with any of those things you know like uh, a lot of the best times like when i look back at where some of the best places that i've slept over the past two years probably the best place that i slept was a beautiful august night it was dry there was no bugs and I slept underneath a willow tree in a, in a park in Toronto. There was junkies and stuff all over the place, but man, it was nice. It was yeah. Really nice. And if you don't do stuff like that, which most people don't, you will also never have the experience of two squirrels um, having sex doggy style uh, on your back that wake you up at seven in the morning. Right. Never. Right. Never. <laughs> never. Oh, I got some squirrel ejaculate on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh one one day one day savon in the not too distant future uh you might not be able to even get me on a phone i'll just be that much of a vagrant i'll be that much of a homeless dude i'll just be i'll, I'll have some connection where i can just walk from practice to practice that'll be it then i'll be the, i'll be i'll be in paradise i'll be fighting Devin. fighting eating sleeping whatever trying not to get in too much trouble but yeah it's my destiny yeah I, I i hear you but i think that you have so much to contribute to the world in terms of uh 
almost things that can't be said in terms of just your persona. And I do think that you're having a ton of fun uh, with social media, which I don't think a lot of people are. And I think you'll, I think we'll, we have still a lot of years left of watching you um, enjoy yourself. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's lots to come. Hey, what about you, buddy? Life's good down there. Dude. Yeah. Do you know how cool it is? I, I, I don't take it for granted that I can text someone like you. Um, um, you say, sure, I'll come on. Let me know when we agree on a time and you come on and I get to do it. And this is what I do. And I just get to talk to Devin Lorette, uh, you know, on, on a show. Um, it's, it's, it's a fucking dream. It's I'm stoked. And then I get to go, I'm going to, as soon as I get off with you, I'm going to go inside and eat a pound of raw meat that my wife has blended for me with some, with some dates and some butter. And then I'm going to go uh, to the skateboard shop with my kids and get them new skateboards. They're killing it still. They're still like, Dude, yeah. Savage. Every time I see a video of them, I'm like, wow, they're yeah. really killing it. Yeah. yeah. They're the next Devin Lorette's shorter. That's, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, good. That's the thing. You got to find out what your kids love and follow them. Right. Yes. Yes. And follow them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I'm not into leading my kids anywhere. I, yeah. Like, yeah. Much better to follow and guide from the from the number two position there's this um uh, p- poem that halil Gibran wrote are you familiar with that poet lebanese poet poet mm-hmm. he wrote a book called the prophet uh. and there's there, there's a section in there that's called on, it's on parenting halil Gibran. I, I think it's with a j souza anyway yeah. he basically says the parent is the bow and the child is the arrow right and you shoot the arrow out yes and then it's now ahead of you. And now oh, yeah. you're now and now you're now learning from it. And I, I just had a guest on this morning who he got his parents to do CrossFit. And I got my mom to do CrossFit. And it's like and both it, it's like, yeah, they followed they they followed us down this path that's given them uh, uh, enrich their lives. And it, yeah, it's total it's I'm I'm not quite there. Yeah, this book right here, it's a great book, The Prophet. Mm. Um uh yeah, I'm not quite there. I'm still doing a little bit of the leading, but I but I see how my mom worked it with me, and and I and I'm I'm looking forward to the struggles of then of, of taking that back position more and more. You know, it's still it's still a little bit protecting them from some from the world a little bit. How far are you from Modesto? Uncle, uh, and uh, what what am I, Susan? Like an hour? Yeah, probably about two hours. Two hours. Oh, two hours. hours. Right. Wow, you had you headed out there? I got a seminar um on the fifteenth of October in Modesto. I was like, Oh, it's close, it's close. And then I'm gonna go to St. John from there. Oh, oh that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll be so on the sixteenth, seventeenth of eighth and eighteenth, I'm gonna be with John. We're finishing up the documentary, right? What documentary? Dude, we've been filming a documentary for like the last year and a half. About your guys' match. Just about, yeah, it's, it's, they've been following me. I don't, I, at this point, I don't even know what the movie's about anymore. Okay, okay, fair. But obviously it's it's heavy arm wrestling and it's about my journey, you know, to, to, to John, to LaVon, and afterwards. So filming the final portion of the movie um, in October, he's going to come up here and then he'll probably follow me down into California and into, into Arizona. Who's the filmmaker? He's a young guy called Rory McIntosh. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Let him know that when he wants to promote it, I would love to help him promote it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll put him in touch with you. Yeah. Okay. I he, he's good. He's really good. He's young and uh, he's done a couple projects already, but he's got a lot of footage. He's got a awesome. lot. Yeah. It's a lot to work with. Um, so yeah. Anyways, so it'll all wrap up by then. So yeah, if you want it, well, if you want to come down and hang out with us for, for a couple days there, tell me about your Modesto uh, seminar. It's, is, is it sold out? I, I don't know how sold out it is. Where would people uh, go to sign up if they wanted to go? So you, the great you promoter, my- Devin Lorette, watching. Work. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you go to my YouTube under upcoming events, uh-huh. I think I think that there's a link there that will take you to um, the dude who's who's kind of setting it all up. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way. Yeah, uh, let's show that before. Yeah, let's go. see if that works. <laughs> yeah. um, are you pulling it up, Susa? I, I've uh, holy shit, dude! You have five hundred thousand subscribers on your YouTube. Am I five hundred? Not yet. Almost four ninety nine. Right? Crazy. Yeah. I know it's getting up there, isn't it? Yeah. And okay, so too- uh, equipment, uh, get it at Android. Where's the button to sign up for your seminar? Uh, no. Okay, so just click onto one of my videos. Just click click onto my Juji Fight video because I think it's on there. Yeah. Um. So go into the description. Do you see the October fifteenth? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Click on that. Let's see. Yeah. See what happens when you click on that. Let's take you anywhere. Okay, so oh. this is the, right. Let me see the title of this. So this is uh Dr. Dr. D Dr. Alex Fitness. Dr. Right. Alex Fitness. D-R-A-L-E-X Fitness. Okay. He's the guy who's setting up the whole thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Alex will be the, the point of contact. So all information through him. Dude, arm wrestlers are weirder than vegans and crossfitters put together. They just love there has to be an arm wrestling photo every 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 couple photos. Oh, that's all I do, basically. Yeah, yeah, that and forearm flexes. Devin, but, thank you. Yeah, I gotta run, buddy. I I gotta. We're, Perfect. Yeah, we gotta. Uh, I'm late for a business call right now. Sixty six minutes of love with you. Thank you. Have a good one. I love you, Savon. Let's talk soon. Yep, you, ma'am. Thank you. Bye bye. Yo. Hey. Good shows. You think the Connor Murphy show is good? I liked it. Yeah. I still have probably about another 15 minutes maybe left. But I I got to listen to it rolling out to Hayward and on my way back. I enjoyed it. I got a little anxiety yesterday around, like I was talking over Hiller too much. But, but, and then I got a little anxiety about that with Connor today too. But I just feel like I have to do it to, um, I'm fine not saying anything. I just feel like if the energy drops below a certain level, mm-hmm. I need to jump in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I don't think there's any issue with it. I didn't feel like you were um, interrupting him like overly or anything like that. I watched part of the the one with uh, um, you and uh, Hiller last night as I was getting, you know, unpacking all this, this whole box of stuff I have in my living room. So, but um, I don't know. I feel like that that's good. You guys both have a lot of energy. 
and when Hiller gets like going on a subject, like he'll get going a little bit. And I think a lot of the times that you're inter like you're interrupting, going, you're adding context, you're keeping the conversation moving forward, you're doing so. It's not. I, I don't. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, good. I think it was good. Um, love you and your responses. Thank you. Really, Sevon? Love you and your. Oh, did he say love you and you said thank you back? Oh, I like that uh, color. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Sevan. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, go ahead. You can call in. Go ahead. I I I, I want to go, but I'm curious what a Thaddeus Bell needs. Oh, he hung up. He called and then hung up. Oh, really? Uh, Murphy show is great. Okay. Yeah, Murphy show was great. Okay, that was cool. And I thought it was funny when you asked him about the other Connor Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Dude, the, I, I love the other the other Connor Murphy. I'd never heard of him before, but he was so fucking funny. Yeah, well, it was funny because I, I made that mistake. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. This guy has over 3 million YouTube subscribers. And you're like, no. <laughs> I don't think it's the right. And I was like, oops. I DM that guy and invited him on the show, too. Maybe he'll come on. It's so awesome. fucking it's so fucking cool what he does. It's so fucking ridiculous. I, think I just I, love the fact to see that women like men with good bodies it's it makes me realize they're no different than us hi thaddeus thaddeus hey what's going on thaddeus enjoy your show question for you savon yes do you know how to tell the difference between a male and female chromosome uh no but hold up but oh yeah oh yeah yeah hold on hold on one second yes i do how do you i think it was a joke i think he was setting up a joke oh it's a joke yeah 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 I think yeah you, you gotta you gotta pull their jeans down Oh, I like it. I like it. That's all. That's all I got, man. Enjoy your stuff. Thank I you. I like it. Hey, hey, what what do you think? Uh, boys should stay in boys sports and girls can play both sports if they want. That sounds Yeah, that sounds I think transphobic. you bring up Yeah, 100%. You you bring up some good points about like what true sexist is, like if my company doesn't have enough of this or that and like Yeah, you bring up a lot of good points, man. I definitely it, don't agree with how how many world records in women's sports are held by men? It's it, and the argument that it's not fair is just ridiculous because nothing's fair. So that's a pointless argument. It's like when people say it was God's choice. Well, everything is God's choice. It's a it's a fucking pointless argument. But it, and it's the same thing with why Olivia Kerstetter could compete with the adults if she wanted to last year, or she can compete with the kids, but the adults don't get that choice. Well, that's not fair. Yeah. So what? So right, the right, fuck right. what? Shit ain't fair. Life isn't fair. No. You're right. It, it should be honest. It should be honest. We should be try we should strive for honesty, but fair is just ridiculous. Fair just leads to lying. Well, but I would say it also doesn't bring honor or respect to like the sexes. Right. You know. I have a lot of honor and respect for like what Tia and all them females are doing. And for one of these guys who have an advantage to go in there, that's not love. That's not respect. And I don't know, those are big things to me. So how about you're a dude if you had four daughters and then all, and, and you just, dude, that's so hard. And, and then all of a sudden fucking there's dude and you and you get them into sports and they make their whole life sports. And then all of a sudden there's dudes in their sport. Like, fuck that. Yeah. That's a buzz. A kill. Dude goes and lay it. How about a dude goes lay out your daughter in high school sports and knocks her out or something like that. Playing or football. he's in the dressing room with her. Oh, right. How about yeah. fuck you? <laughs> Well, hey man, I was actually I'm in the middle of one of uh, HWPO sessions. Okay. Saw that you're on. Never got to call in. Love your stuff, and uh, I'm gonna go back to working out. Wish I could stay and talk. 
All right. You're, cool. you're awesome what you do. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Bye. Devin had to go. Oh, that guy just said you're awesome. And I said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Default answer. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I like that shirt color. Thank you. Yeah. Every time I have sex with my wife when I'm done, I just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always think it's weird, but but I am. I always think maybe I shouldn't say it, but I always do anyway. Thank you. She goes, eh. What if, I want she always says thank you back, but I wonder if she you're really welcome. means you're welcome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, tomorrow we have a live call-in show in the morning. Um, yeah, I scheduled that cause you, you, you got a stockpile of stuff there and I know you were itching it. I'm yeah, wondering if that'll still be good. there tomorrow though. No, it's I'm good. Sure. It's good. No, it will. I, I don't think. And then, uh, you know, yesterday I tried to do the tranny show with, um, Hiller and we could, I couldn't, I don't know what the fuck. It was like, I was on crack yesterday. I, I know. I saw it show. get like brought up and then that caller came. People mm. weren't stoked about that first caller. They were like, screen it, hang up, it's going too long. But I thought it produced a lot of good conversation. <clears throat> Someone just texted me and said, wow, you really put out the vibe today. What? I'm going to te- text them back and say, what vibe is that? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. Just send back, you, thank I'll, you, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, maybe, maybe if I tell you who it is, that would help. Hey, um, we got to get Danielle Brandon on the show. Yeah. She's like, right. let's text her right now. You're a good dude. Thank you. I know what the fuck is going on with that rock star. Okay. Uh, I will uh, call you later today. I'm going to head to the skate shop and then. Um, awesome. What are you picking up? Um, you know, those Ryan. Um, sh- uh, uh, well, a couple things, you know, um, they, my kids have been skating a shitload with Greg Glassman's kids. And oh, one of those cool. boards got left out in the rain. So I'm going to go get the, the board fixed for Greg's daughter. And mm. then um, and then uh, uh, one of the guys who works over there at California Hormones is friends with Ryan Sheckler. Oh, that's the right. Skater. That's and awesome. He, and, and Ryan gave um, Paul got um, three boards from Ryan who he gave to my kids. And when I started building out those boards. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I miss going to the skate shop. Gripping boards. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. I will um, talk to you soon. Peace. Oh, oh, wait. I have to hang up on everyone else before I hang up on you. 